You're listening to Fit Pro Sessions with Parallel Coaching, episode number 37. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. In today's podcast, myself and Haley have a deep dive into the quadricep muscles. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Haley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity, and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching. Muscles, 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 muscles and no, we're not talking about the food. Although I am a massive fan of muscles and chips. No, I'm not good with muscles. Hayley's not good with <laughs> muscles. Hayley's not good with muscles. I could tell you a story about that. But no, you don't want would... to hear the stories about my muscles. No. But what we're talking about are Hayley's oh, muscles oh, um, <laughs> as, she, as she punches me. What we're talking about is muscles here. Let's just... So as in... Um, muscles, quadricep muscles. Quadricep that's what we're, that's muscles. the one we're going to talk about. So muscles in the leg, so quadriceps. So the upper leg, front of a leg. Now okay. people find learning muscles an absolute chore. You might be one of them listening to this and see it just go, as soon as you mention the word muscles, they go, oh God. Which I find really strange, I must be honest, from the outset, because we're talking about training a client. Yeah. And <laughs> the the biggest thing that a lot of clients are going to say is I want is, is about how they look and yeah. how they feel mm-hmm. okay and we feel a certain way based on how we look it doesn't always come down to weight or size but tonality aesthetics it's not about being vain everyone's got lots of different goals but ultimately it does come down to looking in the mirror and going that's what I want to look like and that's what I can see is obviously my muscles yeah. my exterior big global muscles and you think of exercise, I generally think of muscles quite quickly as part of When that. we go and do a squat, you're talking about moving the muscles. Any training ex- training the, muscle. the muscles. So I find it kind of strange as this kind of um, notion that we dislike, as a trainee fitness professional community, we dislike learning about muscles, yet it doesn't matter what discipline you're in, whether that be PT, one-to-one, semi-private, boot camp, large group, circuit, spin, yoga, Pilates, Pilates kids fitness, aqua, exercise to music, body pump, let's move. I don't care what one you do. What a list. Ooh, okay, um, start brief now. It, it, it comes down to we, we do that to train muscles and we train those muscles, we bring about an overload, we stress the muscles and those muscles adapt. There's a a nervous stimulus a neural yeah. stimulus back to the brain and the brain decides for to adapt in a certain way yeah really simple i made that sound really crude yeah well it is isn't it and like at the end of the day learning the muscles is going to be really really important but you might be one of those people that are sat there trying to learn muscles for your exam trying to remember the facts as like just facts about a muscle and not thinking about how you're actually going to go on and apply this and linking linking this knowledge to something you know something you actually know <laughs> completely now just consider for a second you know if you have a have a children or if you don't have children just listen up and imagine this for a second is that if you said to uh, let's just call him little tommy he's seven years old to open up a book and learn something what would little, we got, it doesn't matter what it is, let's say it's something to do with geography, what will little Tommy do after about five minutes? Probably, I'll leave it. Probably close the book, turn the pages, look a bit disinterested, not very empowered, 
bit bored and slowly just close the book and move on to something else. Now, it tells us something about just reading from a manual. Nice. Okay, that was a myth. <laughs> nice. I'll give you the epiphany. Good little story. Okay, so if we do look at children and we, we look at how they learn and how they learn best, they learn by applying it to something. They learn whilst doing experiential education. Yeah. Where we say, right, this is what we want to learn. How can we apply it to something? And you guys have the best thing to apply it to, which is the trade you want to go into. And also part Perfect. of applying it is that you you know how you want to use it, you yes. know going forward, and it makes sense. Yes. Whereas if you're trying to apply something to something that doesn't make any sense, you're like, well, why do I even bother doing it? There's no value associated yeah. to learning it. Yeah. So um, I think that's a massive problem, is that most people will look at it as not valuing understanding the muscles in particular. And then the other side to that is not necessarily valuing it beyond that of the exam. Yes. So and I'm learning about the quadricep muscles and I need to know the origin insertion because the exam question could come up. But fingers crossed it doesn't come up, okay, because I still don't feel 100% confident in it. But it's all about that deadline, the exam date. And then the exam goes, you find out you passed and you go, oh, yes, I didn't even get a quadricep muscle all come up. I don't need to know or understand or ever read about that again. I have something to do you, remember, do you remember the messages that we got through from parallel on the parallel Facebook page? Well, we've um, had a fair few hundred, so I you're going to have to be a bit more specific, <laughs> um, Hayley. <laughs> and this guy was very specifically asking, like, but what muscles will come up on the exam? Um, and what types of questions is it about that muscle? And of that, like, okay, I know there's oh, yeah. 50, but will there actually just, what are the two that come up? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> first of all, you can't guarantee what muscles are going to come up on the exam. And secondly, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't want to try and just learn yep. it for the exam. Yeah, exactly. You should want to exactly. know it. I'm really passionate about that. Probably come Something we said in the last um, podcast was about... Um, the, the webinar that I listened to with uh, Peng John, who's um, an internet marketer, and he had a guest on called Jordan Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jordan Yeah has got hundreds of thousands of, of 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 likes on social media, millions in fact. And, you know, he's grown to be an influencer in fitness um, and literally is probably the number one known person on social media in, in, in Malaysia, in the Philippines, yeah. for fitness. And he said, what's the one trick you could get? What's the one tip you could give? And he said, just immerse yourself in your trade. Yeah. Become the best and know everything about your trade. So for every spare second, and he said, literally, I'll have thousands of spare seconds every day because that's all I want to do, yeah. is immerse myself in knowing more about my ideal client's goal, ideal client's problem. Just immersing himself in the science, the facts, so that he becomes the, the, the main, like the, the walking encyclopedia. And this is where it starts. With things like and, learning the muscles is perfect. Because you can go back over it even once you pass very easily. And something that just saying with that, Penjun went on to say, the number of people that is interviewed in all different industries and all different categories have all come back with, just keep learning, just keep learning, just keep learning, beyond that of what you ever thought was needed or possible. Yes. And those are the people that have gone on to have immense success. Yeah. Now, you might just be thinking you just want to run a Pilates or yoga or PT in your local church hall or school room, school hall. That's OK. But you still need to get from having no clients to having that that school, that, that uh, church hall packed out. Yeah. With even just five or six clients. How do you get them there? It's knowing the science that backs the plan. 
Absolutely. And when you say about backing the plan, the amount of plans that I've marked over the number of years, tons of them, tons of thousands of them, Literally um, for different qualifications. So and as I'm marking through these, I can really clearly tell whether people understand the muscles, they understand what's being worked by those exercises. So what we're going to talk about here today is not just about, oh, this is the origin, this is the insertion, but also about the exercises that you can do with your clients. How does that fall into place just for the quadriceps? And although we're spending a good amount of time talking just about the quadriceps it, it applies it, to any muscle it's the same set of world-class questions we're going to ask on the quadriceps you apply to the pecs and it shows the amount of time that you should be spending to try and get that information in because it is complex it's not designed to be an instant understanding it's not mm. designed to be simple it's not a simple question of how do you spell cat like it it really is and it's ironic. Yeah, no, but it's did, not simple. Think. It's actually understanding the complexities of that. And that's why we're spending a little bit longer going into and, a and deep knowing, dive. And knowing that it's okay to get it, get it wrong when you're first learning muscles. Yeah. You know, if you know that the origin of the rec fem is the AIIS, which we're going to talk about later, and you, in your first couple of attempts, or your first couple of weeks, see it as the... Um, uh, ASIS, <laughs> get my words out. But that's okay. It's okay to mess up because yeah. that's where learning comes from. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And then as part of this, the main possibility of learning all these muscles is that you're going to know more about moving the body and know more about training your clients and planning something that works for them and their goals. Uh, way back on episode number five, I don't know if you guys can uh, remember or if you've been there and yeah. you've listened, we were talking about the importance of anatomy and we used an analogy was, of a mechanic. Exactly. I was actually going to, I didn't know you were going to go down that route, but I was going to say about an engineer on a train and ah. then you went down the mechanic route, which is the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, you, oh, well, gonna well, talk. Well, so well, I'm going to say, imagine, <laughs> imagine a car. Okay, let's go back to build on that analogy. Imagine a car and a car is built up of thousands of components, just like your body is a car or a, or a, a thing made up of thousands of components. Lots of car parts. Lots of car parts. Now, the car has to get from A to B and all of these car parts are put together in a very specific order that allow each part to work in synergy with yeah. every other part to move it from A to B. And it's exactly the same thing with your body. Your body, your client's body, is made up with thousands of parts and it's designed to, in, to, to move from A to B through locomotion, move forwards, backwards, sideways, up, down, bend, twist, all those different ways of moving. And it's the muscles that are contracting eccentrically and concentrically to bring about that. So if we don't understand the body, just like a mechanic understands the ins and outs to a car then we're lost and you wouldn't want a mechanic that doesn't understand about a part yeah, <laughs> that completely. he's working with and how that interrelates with everything else so that's why us as fit pro mechanics yes. right now are going to dive in to understand the car part that is the quadriceps you could call yourself the muscle mechanic oh i like that muscle, is that taken i don't know <laughs> the muscle mechanic you're right <laughs> it's quite good isn't it <laughs> all right let's dive into finding out a little bit more about these so principle one we're talking about the quadriceps so i'm going to tell you a, i'm going to tell you a, a secret now oh, I like secrets. <laughs> coming closer coming closer now i remember learning about the quadriceps maybe 15 years ago and it wasn't until 
well after the exam, we were talking and you told me the quadriceps and put them that there was four muscles and that's why it's called quad. Oh no. A hundred percent. Oh no. A hundred percent. And you look at that and you think, oh, now I look back and think, but that was me in that early phase of learning where I didn't have. Didn't twig that quad meant four, like a quad bike. Well, yeah, I didn't, we didn't put that two and two together to get four. <laughs> but, <laughs> but this is what comes down is when you're left on your own with no support mm. and you can't ask really silly questions. Because in my head, I was like, this is a really silly question. I don't get it. Mm. I didn't speak up okay. and it's okay to ask questions that you think maybe the answer is really, really obvious and I'm going to sound stupid and it's okay. There yeah, we go. I'd, I'd, rather, really nice. I'd rather have stepped up at that point and gone, I just need a little bit of help, which I did do in the end, than, than hold back. But yeah, there we go. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> the epiphanies come a bit later. Completely. Um, but hopefully we're going to zoom through those so you get some epiphanies even quicker. So there yes. are four. That's why they're called quad. Um, Which and I now know. <laughs> do you want to list them out? So you've got your rectus femoris and then you've got your three vasty muscles. Vasty, vasty muscles. Vasty muscles, okay. Which could be a typical exam question, certainly at level three A and P, is unknowing that, that there's four, but three of the four are called your vasty muscles, okay. What are they so called? you've got your vasty medialis, vasty uh, lateralis and vastus intermedialis. Yeah. So notice there is a clear difference. Rectus femoris sounds very different to the other three. So I like to kind of just separate those for a moment. You know, there's four that make up the quads, but you're going. Four is an addict. No, no. How many? How many podcast episodes can I just sing? Same song. And then we got three vasty muscles, which is three is a magic number. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> the rectus femoris is different to the three vasty muscles. Now the rectus femoris, we're going to go through these in detail, but covers two joints, it crosses two joints, whereas the vastus muscles, the vasty muscles, only cross one, one joint. joint. Now, this is what I love about this. So if you just take the, the, the rectus femoris, it's, it, it's spelt differently. It is different. It sounds different. And it, it's different because it doesn't start with the word vasty. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so we know that the, the fact that it's very different to the vasty muscles, it's also very different in the nature that it crosses two joints, the hip and the knee. Yeah. Whereas the vasty muscles only cross the knee. Boom. 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 Okay. <laughs> There's a different, like, Venga voice song in there somewhere. <laughs> Let's not go down that route. Oh my God, I'm holding back now. <laughs> anyway, so now you know. That, I mean, again, it's a typical exam style question. That's not to say that that would come up. but About injury relating to the knee would be more likely to be vastus, the vasty muscles, because the vasty muscles cross the knee the knee yeah exactly wicked um okay so that's the main point is that there are four muscles don't sing there um one of which is the rectus femoris and one other point here i'll say about the rectus femoris is notice the word femoris links to the word femur now the femur is obviously our up the leg the main bone in our leg it's the Long upper bone. Upper, upper leg long bone <laughs> um <laughs> that upper leg long bone <laughs> is one of the like main points of saying the leg the main part, big part of the leg therefore that's the rectus femoris links to femur that's what we're talking about completely and and 
That was a bit waffly. It Sorry. was very, very waffly. The other thing I want to point out is the rectus femoris is the kind of the powerhouse of the four quad muscles. Mm. That's like, they're all... Like the big brother of the, them. Yeah, that, that's the main one that's, that's bearing the brunt of the, the work. Yes. Okay. Now, the difference with the rectus femoris as well is it's bringing about two different actions because it crosses two joints. It crosses your hip and your knee. Well, let's dive into the rectus femoris. And then I We're just here. want to add one other thing. Yeah. Is for when you look at the vastus med uh, vasti muscles in detail, um, it's the intermedialis, which is kind of the next big brother oh, okay. of, yeah. the, of the powerhouse of the quads, with medialis and lateralis being the, the last two of the four that, that help more than anything for stabilisation rather than um, the, the sheer brunt of knee extension Ooh. yeah exactly. there we go cool right let's jump go in rectus femoris um we're going to talk through the origin of the insertion so first of all the origin of the rectus femoris we kind of have to know a little bit about the pelvis for this yes yeah, stay where you are it's i'm not going to edit i'm not going to edit it's under here cool then we will try and get that i actually have believe it or not classic blue peter style a pelvis and we will um Check that out to hand. Didn't even plan Who that. Who would have thought? Um, and also, for those of you listening, we'll explain it in relation to your body too, because that helps you taking your body into the exam. So, but we can definitely use this prop, which is nice. Yeah. So the rectus femoris has the origin on the pelvis. Uh, the Here's one I prepared earlier. So if you you have to watch this bit, to be fair, I, I know this is a podcast and it's all about audio. But if you do, you get a chance to to go and watch this because we've YouTube. got a yeah. we've actually got a physical pelvis the dug up from the garden shush um, <laughs> anterior <laughs> don't say things like that okay what? so the, <laughs> the, a the origin is the a-i-i-s which stands for the anterior which means front inferior which means bottom iliac spine so first of all we find the iliac spine which is neil you do it Please i'm holding it oh okay so this is your iliac spine yeah. across here. Now, anterior suggests it's at the front, but inferior suggests it's at the lower edge of it. So it's going to be here, which is the anterior. So it's the front of this spine, but it's not the top, which is superior. It's underneath it, which is so inferior. A-I-I-S is a acronym. Is that the correct word? Yeah. Or an abbreviation, yeah. of four, abbreviation of four different words. So A, anterior. At the front. Then I, inferior. In, inferior, which means below. Iliac means we're on that part of the, the, the structure of the pelvis. The ilium, yeah. And the spine, okay, yeah. which is the spine up here. So The spine of the ilium, so, yeah. Although you've got lots of different words to now, me, I suppose, memorise and learn, it's just through repetition. I say it's just through repetition. I don't want to downplay that, but it, that's exactly what it is. You, if you get this first time, and my God, you, you're a genius. <laughs> and actually, those of you that are just listening and aren't looking at it on YouTube, I just want you to put your fingers on the knobbly bits on the very front of your pelvis. Um, so if you're sitting, standing, walking, um, literally just put your fingers literally on the front of your hips. You'll feel the bony bit on the front. knobbly bit on the very, very front. That's your ASIS. So that's your anterior suprailiac spine. And you know it's just below that is your inferior. Yeah. So you can't really feel it. I mean, if somebody's very bony, you might be able to. Yeah, but I... you can't really feel it. There's a lot of intact. But we're talking about the AIIS, which is inferior, which means below. Below that little knobbly below bit. Below that, where AIS is superior, which would be above. Yeah. 
There, there you go. go. Cool. Um, so that's where it is on you. Now, where does it go to? So if so, if, if a muscle's got an origin, that's a bit closest to the um, usually the heart for the ninety percent of the time. We can say that the origins are closest to the heart. Yeah. There we go. And then it inserts past two joints. So we've got to go past the hip, past the knee, and then it inserts on the base of the patella. And then you've got the patella tendon, which goes down to the, the lower limb. Yes. Cool. Literally, patella tendon goes down to the knobbly bit just below your patella. <clears throat> your Completely. So what we're talking about here is it's crossing the knee and the hip, and it's a big powerhouse of a muscle. Massive. Okay. What does it do? It does a lot of things. Does Two main things <laughs> where we're focusing on. Um, the first one is knee extension. And so, then hip flexion. And then hip flexion. Hip These flexion. are the so, two. My tip for you on this one right now is to pause the video, go back, and then start to really think about like touching yourself. <laughs> okay. On your <laughs> AIIS and yeah. then on your patella with your other hand. Yeah. And thinking, thinking about <laughs> where the muscle is going from and to and actually like almost like drawing a line with your fingers up and down the leg and thinking that's my rectus femoris and actually link the, the the science what you must know to the actual physical kinesthetic touch of you moving your hands and right it starts here and finishes here and it yeah. runs along these it crosses my hip i'm touching my hip it crosses my knee i'm touching my knee and it sounds really really silly and really really kind of childish I suppose to say it like that but now you're allowing your six inches between your ears to actually link this up and going ah start finish origin insertion here's my rectus femoris and all of this is layering on this learning and revision of that particular muscle same question different muscle here's my origin here's my insertion this is where it goes that's my bite and suddenly you're linking a kinesthetic awareness of what it is you must know to the science out of the book. Nice. And then because of that, you can then say, well, if that, if I was to draw a line from origin to insertion... Physically, go and get a pen and draw on yourself <laughs> and draw that line and say, right. Now, if that line gets shorter, that's my concentric contraction. So that's the concentric phase. That's the joint action we talk about the muscle doing. We ignore the eccentric contraction for this purposes when learning a muscle. You just talk about the concentric phase to start off with. So during the concentric phase, when the quadricep or rectus femoris gets shorter, it's going to cause knee extension, and which is the knee going from bent to straight, basically. So from a seated position to standing up. Yeah. Your quads are the main player yeah. at pulling yourself into an extension, uh, knee extension. And now, right now, looking at the hip, I've got hip flexion. Hip flexion, which happens the other time, not when you're standing up. But Completely. this time you're going to be bending it down. So types of exercises you're going to see here are things like the leg extension, squats, lunges, step ups, sumo squat, leg raises. And part of um, a full sit-up. A, a full sit-up. Because the rec fem Because is the rec fem. If I imagine a classic sit-up position, okay, with my legs, my feet flat on the floor, my legs bent, my back on the floor, I'm pulling myself up, I'm going through hip flexion. Now, a lot of people, I'm going to argue this one, get their abdominal work wrong. They do it wrong because mm. they're focusing on hip flexion. And getting that rec fem getting stronger. getting that rec fem stronger and the hip flexor stronger rather than actually focusing on their abdominals of bringing about that movement. Which is a different joint action. Which is a different joint action. So yeah, the rectus femoris, um, because it crosses the hip, 
does do hip flexion. So just be aware that the rectus femoris crosses two joints, the knee and the hip. It does knee extension and hip flexion. One of the things I really want to take take from that is, is don't downplay this touching yourself. <laughs> don't downplay. That's one for a snippet, isn't it? That is. Don't downplay this drawing on yourself. You know, actually physically touching the, where, where you think the origin is and the insertion. And then going back to the book and then just testing yourself and then drawing that line, even if it's just with your fingers and saying, right, this is that muscle, this is what it does. If I was to sit on a leg extension machine and I my knee moves up, my knee is extending and start to learn through talking. We learn what we hear ourselves say. So then once you've done this three or four times, you could go up to your children, your son, your daughter, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, parents, whatever, work colleagues and say, pick a muscle and they just point at your leg and you go, cool, that is my rectus femoris. And they go, cool, tell me something about that. Well, if I put my fingers here and here, because I've learned that, then that's my origin, that's my insertion. Now, if I draw that line, what's going to happen if it gets closer together, that line? Oh, knee extension, hip flexion. And so now it's another way of testing yourself beyond that of mock questions. Yes. And then you think, cool, what exercises would that be? Well, I've said leg extension. It will be squats. It will be lunges. It's anywhere where my knee goes through flexion extension, my quad has to be working. And anywhere where my hip goes through flexion extension, my quad has to be working to some degree. What are those exercises? Cool. Now, what type of goals would that link to? We're going down the rabbit hole here with your client. Yeah. Okay, now thinking, right, I'm not just going to select any old exercise. I'm selecting a quad exercise because this links to my client's specificity of a goal. The movement action is this. Boom. Now, I, all yeah, we reason. can keep going. We can keep going. Exactly. On so let's stay with these four. I don't think we need to go in as much depth because I'd actually prefer these you, three are now quite similar. I'd quite so. like you to also go away and and source some of this information out yourself. The big things I want to talk about on the vasti muscles is the medialis and lateralis. Again, the clue is in their name. Lovely. We were going the same way. That's okay. Good. The medialis is on the inside of your leg because it's midline or medial to the midline so if i draw a line and divide my body in two from that's your nose to your belly button and, nose all the way to belly button and all the way through that's my midline of my body now anywhere we see the word medial we're talking about closest. closest to that midline whereas vastus lateralis it's lateral means on the lateral, on the edge. lateral edge which means further away i've got a really silly way of remembering laterals oh. on the outside here we go here we one. go um, the, the, my little toe is on the outside and that begins with an L. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Trivia, pub quiz, we will lose our team. <laughs> anyway, okay, so whenever you see like anything towards medialis, you talk about midline, lateralis, you're talking about the little toe. <laughs> so vastus medialis, we're talking about the, the, the quad muscle on the inside of the quad. Yeah. Still not talking about adductors. We are talking about the most inner of the quadriceps. Now, this one originates not past the hip, but on the femur. Femur itself. Medial surface of the femur. Well, there's a giveaway. It's got to be medial because we decided it's already a medial muscle. Um, so it's the medial surface of the femur, which means it's on the inside edge of the femur. Um, and then it inserts down, stays medial. Stays medial. Medial tibial condyle. 
and the medial side of the patella. So we're talking about the medial side, the inside of the patella and the inside of your um, tibia. Mm. Okay. And the tibia condyles are like the, the, the big... The big knobbly bits at the top. Bits. Ultimately, you can take away some of these confusing words and just think, it's on the top of my tibia and it's medial, therefore it's on the midline. Yeah, it's on the inside. Okay. Now, the, the key thing here is it only crosses the knee. So it's only going to go through knee extension. It's the only one it does. Nothing to do with the hip. Nothing to do with the hip. Good point. Nervy, it uh, sounds obvious, muscles. Yes. but it really isn't. Obvious. It only crosses one joint. So we're really talking here about leg extension and certain phases of of other exercises so certain parts of a squat certain parts or range of movements and say certain parts certain ranges of movement of a squat on a lunge the medialis will have more oomph behind it and usually that lasts 20 degrees for cool. the medialis so where you're like getting close to locking out the knee that lasts 20 degrees and we said earlier that the vasti muscles of the medialis and lateralis is all about the stability of the knee yeah. and it's that last 20 degrees same with the lateralis again okay? but this time on the outside on the outside so we're talking about the origin being the greater trochanter which is the kind of a knobbly bit the really big, the big knobbly bit, bit on the, side, the of hip. Of side of your hip all the way down the lateral surface of the femur which we we, we know it's lateral because it's called the we're talking about the vastus lateralis the and it goes to the lateral border outside of the of the patella again so really it's all coming down to the patella the, the patella is a straight, major player to your quads um being able to do their job and now the patella acts as a as a lever as well because the the knobbly bit of the bone of your of your patella allows for greater leverage for these muscles to pull the leg into extension moves over that fulcrum much easier Completely. yeah perfect and then um, we go down yeah. to intermedialis and we said earlier that this was kind of the next big brother to the rectus femoris the the next big big muscle of the four quads and this one's hidden right in between so inter suggests in between. So if you imagine it's now sitting in between the medialis and the lateralis, which you now know where they are, it's right in between that, but it's deeper than the rec fem. Cool. So where does it insert? It, in, it originates on the anterior and lateral surface of the femur. Okay, so anterior being the front of the body versus but posterior, slightly to the side. but slightly lateral. And then it inserts on the lateral tibial condyle and the lateral patella. So again, back down to the patella. And then again, only does the extension. So you have to learn 50 muscles like this at level level three. And we're, we're whistle-stop touring to a degree on, on just four of them being the quad muscles. Now, take... This is where it comes back to us. What I love about, say, the muscle memory sprint or the, the level three boot camp... Okay, and it, it might sound a bit like a bit of a shameless plug here, but what I love about it so much is the four and eight week uh, plans and the revision schedule, because now you can break down the same. This week, I am just going to focus on the four quad muscles. And at the end of the week, I'm going to be able to test myself um, with sticky notes by sticking it on me. I'm going to be able to test myself through um, audio, through text. I'm going to verbally talk about it. I'm going to get somebody to test me. I'm going to draw on I'm myself. I'm going to draw on somebody else and I'm going to do the mock questions. You can categorically say at the end of this week, I know the ins and outs, the origins, insertions, the joint actions, the muscle actions, and what exercises are brought about by the quads. And you can say, right, next week, I'm just going to focus on the hamstrings or the anterior compartment of my shin my lower leg, or I'm just going to focus on my chest, or just going to focus on my, 
my, my global core muscle. And suddenly you can break this down as opposed to just go, right, like, damn, I've got 50 to do. Where do I start? Where do I stop? And you can't go in detail. If you try and do them all, back 50 back to back inside an hour, you're going to go crazy. No, it's which not is stick. why I love the, the what, what we've done or what you've done really uh, inside the muscle memory spin is you've got a 28 day email sequence. Ooh, yes, so every day, Hayley emails you um, with a, a muscle or muscle group with the flashcard associated to those muscles and then an audio clip as well which is about 8 to 12 minutes long depending on the muscle groups of the complete ins and outs. I love that because it drip feeds your learning and your revision. Yeah. That's what that's about. Um, Wicked. Anything else you want to say on that one? No, I mean, that's <laughs> of a treat. Because, because when, you're, when you're trying to tackle all of the, the muscles and you find yourself, oh, I just go and explore this muscle a little bit more. And perhaps the book or the manual didn't quite answer your questions. And so you go to Google and now Google has a different um, set of answers or different set of acronyms or they might... Um, refer to a part of a bone slightly different because it's been Americanized. Is that even a word? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which <laughs> makes a big, 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 big difference. So some of the words, um, for example, we use the word... Um, like frontal plane is coronal, uh, cor coron coronal, coronal plane. They, in we a, might use transverse and you might, they might, might be horizontal or might say rotational. And suddenly like, you're like, well, what does all these words mean? It's even more confusing. So it's just about keeping things really, really simple. Simple and saying, and I'm relevant. just going to learn the muscles of the arm. I'm just going to learn the extensors of the forearm, the flexors of the wrist. I'm just going to work on just the, the main bicep and tricep to start out and get my head around that. And yep. then I'm going to move on to the calf. And the other thing about the sprint that I think is really powerful that we haven't been able to do today because this is a podcast mm. <laughs> um, is that you get the audio clip it but you also get the flashcard so the idea is that you commit it visually to memory so you look at the flashcard of the um muscle that you're learning it shows it in good clarity that you can see the origin the insertion they've got little labels on them to make it really clear to help commit that to memory and you're listening to us talk about that muscle and where that origin is how that insertion is what action it does and for those 10 minutes, you've just soaked up everything you possibly can to burn that into your retina. Yeah, nice. <laughs> but but it, it's 10 minutes. That's all it is every day. And 10 minutes a day, everyone can find 10 minutes a day. But by the end they? of the week, even if you sit on the toilet. But by the end of the week, even if you had Sundays off, you've done 60 minutes, which is an hour, just on muscles. And it was only 10 minutes a day. And we can all find that. And that's what I love about it, again, is actually by the end of it, you've learned all of the muscles in 28 days, but you've not just learned it for the exam, you've learned it for the practical application, and it was just 8 to 12, eight to 12 minutes every day, max. What more can you ask? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It. You know, if we look, if I, we turn around and I ask you, I'll ask you this question, what's the most memorable uh, thing you've, you remember from school? Rem memorable, rememberable. <laughs> What a, what a tongue twister. What is the most memorable part memorable of part of school uh, or learning something, a new skill, a new hobby that, that, that you can conjure up? And I bet you it's because somebody was inspirational, somebody mm. was passionate about their topic, somebody you knew that person knew their stuff as well. Yeah. And they gave it to you in a really simple, fun, yet educational and way. easy to remember. And easy to remember. And you can probably remember where you learnt it. You could probably remember where you were sitting, something about that room. You could probably remember um, where you 
where you parked or what the colour of a door was or something memorable again about the environment. And that's exactly what the flashcards do is they sit you down for eight to 12 minutes and they, like Hayley said, they burn it on your retina, they imprint it on your brain so that in six months time or a year's time or six years time, you can return back and go, that was really good fun. I enjoyed that. The person that taught me was passionate and they knew their stuff. Yeah, nice. and Thank that, you. And that I now know, I still know that because of that experience. Nice. We don't just learn it. We learn it because we had an experience. That's what I want to say. That's good. There we go. So we'll put a link for the Muscle Memory Sprint with this video or podcast as well. Yeah. Um, and with regards to all four of the muscles, it goes kind of goes with all of parts of learning all the muscles, is to just take your time, time. with it. Don't expect yourself to learn a muscle in just because you saw the words written down once take your time it and like the one thing you might have at the moment is time like yeah. we're in coronavirus lockdown um you might have that time or if you're looking at this when you're really really busy and you feel like you don't have time even better plan yeah. ahead do that 10 minutes a day um but regardless take your time go through it and always apply it to something you do whether you do pilates yoga pt like actually go and do uh, the exercise do go and do the go and do the, the pigeon pose or glute bridge or squat and think what's going on and apply it and then yeah. the final point i want to highlight is if you feel like you've got a question and you feel it is a really silly question hmm. please get hold of us yeah because it's usually the silly questions that you feel or think are silly that you don't reach out and yet it's those silly questions hold you back they yes. hold us back from making progress so get it off your chest air it out and go do you know what that's a really silly question of course that's the answer but it allowed you to move past that blockage boom so with that uh i hope you've enjoyed this episode uh leave us a review on itunes or subscribe and leave a comment on YouTube, YouTube and head over to our Facebook page for our Daily Mock Question as well, which lands every day at 10.30 in the morning. There we go. Outside of that, we will see you on my next one. See you later. Bye. Hi, I'm Neil Bergman. And I'm Hayley Bergman. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands of fitness professionals to get qualified, learn with simplicity and coach clients with confidence. We're the first to say that learning and being a fit pro doesn't have to be hard work and that with the right structure, support and resources, you can become a confident and knowledgeable fitness professional that is dedicated to more. So how do you learn, qualify and kickstart as a fit pro? This is the Fit Pro Sessions podcast with Parallel Coaching.